Hi, everyone. Mitch from PickDogs.com here with the gang for Saturday, August 27, 2022. Of course, it's my favorite day of the week during my favorite time of the year, college football Saturday. It's week zero, though. So, uh, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, we win more units than that. But uh, I think uh, I, I kind of, you know, most of the time I shy away from the week zero card. But this week, I actually like every game. It's like it's been pretty hard just to narrow it down to a few. I like every single game on this card, except for maybe one. I think there's one game that's tougher than others. But the rest, I I mean, I, I might bet every single game. I might do it. Chris, how about you? You bet in every single game or almost every single game? Or do you stand and stay in pat? No, I had to, I had to really hold back. I was really liking, uh, liking today's college football card. And uh, I shudder to think what's going to happen once week one actually rolls around and we start having a lot more teams in action. So definitely, I, I really like today's card. Well, Ron Romanelli with us from uh, Gainesville. Of course, the Gators in action next week against the Utes <coughs> of Utah. Should be an interesting game with Billy Napier taking over in Florida. Got to say, Sometimes those small-time head coaches are the guys that are kind of an, I, I, don't, I don't really know, you know, the inside. You know, Ron probably knows better than me, you know, how popular or not popular that pick was. I'm going to guess it was probably okay with some people and not popular with others. Um, Florida probably thinking that they should get a bigger name than that. But, you know, in Miami, we hired some guy named Jimmy Johnson that everybody was mad about. And, you know, look what happened there. Certainly worked out. And then we got some guy named Dennis Erickson from, you know, all the way out west that ran a, this this offense that no one ever heard of called the one-back spread. And uh, you know, nobody, nobody wanted this guy either. And, you know, he had a bad reputation as being a heavy drinker. And... Uh, Came in, won two national championships, lost four games over a five-year period. And, uh, of course, then he was fired because two of those games came in the same season, one in the national championship game, and uh, he was shown the exit. Boy, times have changed, huh? So how's it going, Ron? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, like you said, I think there's people on the fence about Napier signing. I think there's also a lot of people optimistic. I do think, yeah, I think it's going to be a tougher year overall for the Gators, but I do think Napier was the right choice. He's already established himself as a more uh, of a ground pound kind of coach, trusting the run game. And I think that's what the Gators have to do. They've got a good run game. They've got a good offensive line quarterback play a little iffy, but um, I think if they get back to their old style of SEC football, they'll have success in a couple of years, but uh, this year, probably a rebuilding year. Well, you know, he's done more with less. Um, I think yeah. that's the thought process there. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, you know, Jimmy Johnson recruited some guy named Barry Sanders to run the rock yeah. for him. That's a different story. But, you <laughs> know, Billy, Billy Napier, um, you know, he had, um, you know, he, Billy, Billy Napier, he, he has a long, he's, he's won, you know, and that's the whole thing. But he's never been given keys to the stretch limousine yep. like this yep. you know he's never had players like this you know he's never had speed like this he's never had size like this and he's never had a schedule like this either yep. so yep. um you know a lot of challenges but you know i think it'll be interesting to see and as down as i was on the dan mullen hire at florida from day one i mean <laughs> i criticized it day one i was pretty much berated by most people who you know thought that i was crazy and all this other stuff and you know but um you know, I think the Napier hire is actually at least a reasonable hire. And if you yeah. do go wrong there, you're okay. It's way better. I like this hire for the Gators. I think you, you go back to, to all their hires and you say the best hire was Steve Spurrier, right? That was the one, right? That was the, the hire, right? And then you go to the bottom of the barrel, the Charlie Pell era or the um, Galen Hall or, um, of course, uh, Ron Zook. Um, you know, Dan Mullen, there's a long list on, yeah, on that yeah, end of the spectrum. So <laughs> very few, very rare is there a coach at Florida who's either not here or here. Like Urban Meyer, Steve Spur here, and mm. everybody else, right? So yep. um, we'll have to see if it's going to be give him hell, pal, or if it's going to be uh, go to hell, pal. Kind of, didn't pal have <laughs> both those things? Didn't he run the table and also... Um, so they went 11 and 1, right? They were on probation the year in 84.
they, I believe they ran the table, beat Miami, who won the national championship that year. And they complained like crazy that they had beaten the Canes. Of course, they were on probation, so they didn't get to do it. But Jovan um, got college football. You know, Jovan lives in the Northeast in uh, Boston area. And, you know, the Northeast not really known as much as a college football um, place. You know, it's kind of like it's, it's, it's a hockey town. It's a baseball town. It's the Patriots, the Celtics. But, you know, even when I lived in New York, it was never really like a college football town. It was kind of like Notre Dame and Syracuse. They kind of make those their teams. You know, maybe Rutgers is trying to become that team. But um, is there excitement today in, in, in Boston for the college football? Or is it just another day at the office here, baseball? I mean, I, as, a, as a collective, absolutely not. But, you know, you have guys like me who are in the college football, in the all sports, you know, for that matter. So, yeah, it's going to be excitement, you know, with, I guess, pockets of people. But, yeah, as a, as a collective, nah, I, w- I wouldn't say that about this, this region of the um, country. So, um, are you, are you are you excited for the games today? You you got oh, anything yeah, out there? I, hey, hey, I love college football, you know. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, you know, me me, I'm a sports junkie, so you know, I'm I'm here I'm here for it. But you know, week zero traditionally is only like a couple three games. There's actually seven games done, you know, this this year. So you know, more meat on the bone. That's how I, that's how I see it. So I lived in Boston when the Flutie. Uh, game against Miami happened and I happened to be at my friend's house who was a, a bookie and he was he had a position on Boston College in that game and we had a thing going and it was like every time either team scored you had to do a shot at tequila so you can imagine that game was like so high scoring and it being like we went through the entire bottle of tequila just absolutely wasted and, and like 30 in the high 30s both both teams scoring over like I, it might have been in the 50s it might have been in the fifties. Oh, it yeah. was. It was. It might have been in. The, it might have been the fifties. That year, actually, Miami gave up in their last four games of the season over fifty points in every single game, and then the next year they gave up eighteen yards a game rushing. It was like that was Jimmy Johnson's first year, and you could see, um, you could see Jerome Brown um, in that Flutie play as a freshman having Flutie by the ankles when he makes the throw. And it's like this, you know, young freshman, Jerome Brown, you know, their NFL Hall of Famer um, who had him. But yeah, after that, it was, that was the year that Frank Reich um, was at a game where Miami was up, I believe it was 49 to nothing at halftime and lost 52 to 49. It was either 39 nothing and we lost 42 39 or it was 49 nothing and we lost 52 to 49. It was the worst day. Because Frank Reich engineered that comeback, and then he also engineered the comeback, the Bills against the Oilers. So that's why the two biggest comebacks. At least I was on the no, right I hated side. The Bills back then. Oh, everyone did. They, I hated oh, back then. I swear to God. Go to the Super Bowl, get absolutely slaughtered. It's like that one against the Cowboys. I can only imagine what the feeling is in the locker room. It's like you're losing to the Cowboys. What was the halftime? I'm going to Google this. What was the halftime score? What was the score of the first Bills Cowboys <laughs> Bills Cowboys <laughs> Super Bowl because I remember specifically um thinking like what are these guys what are these guys even thinking um at halftime because that that was the first halftime where they really had the big time entertainment and it was Michael Jackson um, who was playing, and it was just, you know, the, it had to have been the worst day of their life. I don't know. I can't find it. What was the score of the first Cowboys-Bills Super Bowl? Bills-Bills-Redskins. Bills-Giants. Bills-Giants. bills can't find it, but I know it was about a hundred to nothing. And can does anyone know what it is? Uh, and now, now I'm stuck on it. Now, it's like, here it is: Super Bowl winners throughout history, National Football League. 
Oh, man. And that was the Bills against the Cowboys. 28-10. No. Oh, at halftime. Yeah, halftime. Halftime was 28-10. final. Yeah, it was slaughter. It was slaughter. I, and the top, was that the one, was that the game where I ended up losing my, I've never won a Super Bowl square, and I had the right score, but um, Leon let Don Beebe knocked the ball out of his hand. He was going in for my <laughs> box, and it was like, they knocked the ball out of his hand, I ended up losing. But anyways, Rod, welcome to the show. I know you're feeling a little under the weather today, but you still took the time to join us. We appreciate it. Yeah, I'm doing doing okay. Last year you had a uh, last year you had a major uh, college football season, you had a real strong one. So I know you're I know you're excited so yeah, about today. How many plays do you have today out there? Going a little light. I'm only going one. Sticking with my one play of the week that I had all week, and uh, there were a couple more that I've been tempted to put in, but I was we like, can't, nah, I'm gonna, we I'm can't tempt. Is that so? Is that one play that you're personally go. betting, or just one premium pick? I mean, one one premium play, but personally, betting, <laughs> I probably got four or five. Personally, you could personally you could be involved in a in a couple more games out there. <laughs> Definitely, everyone's smiling not because we're laughing at you because we're all in familiar territory. <laughs> Sticking with one premium, I probably got about. Uh, I, I see these guys, right? I, Chris and I talk about this on the regular morning show, and I asked our audience exactly what this meant, the 5% play. I still don't understand what that means. But the so the, if the 5% play, right, there are days that if I played 5% of my bankroll, I'd have negative 45% left to work with, <laughs> including in games, you know? It's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like what my wife would be like. What happened to all that? What, what 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 was this money you took out of the bank? I was like, well, <laughs> I was betting five percent of my bankroll. <laughs> all these other things, but what's so the five percent of the bankroll? Okay, maybe you know this. Okay, so five percent of the bankroll. This is five percent of your starting bankroll for the day, or just a number, or it's five percent after you've made your first bet. Is do we recalculate the five percent off that, or like after the um, like the pick won or yeah, lost? So like, say the pick actually wins, like like the guy, these guys that give out the five percent bet, if their bet actually wins, which is rare, right? I mean, it's super rare, but when it does hit, right, it's like so. Is the five percent off the new number of the hundred? Is it five percent off the hundred and five percent? Or is it just five percent of the original number? Or is uh, when? What is this? When is this? It's five percent of what? Of what? Right? Your original bankroll, or or the new day go to another? Just like you said, another new day, five percent. I don't. Al Ninos, your 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 pot odds (laughs) guy. Um, You know how does this work? Guess my best guess is you go five percent with your starting bankroll right for that season. The season or the day. I would say season. Well, what if it, yeah. well, what if what if you, what if it happens to be like sure. Thursday afternoon and like you know, <laughs> you know, and all of a sudden you see, I mean, who was pitching for the Cubs the other day? It was like, oh, it was Marcus Stroman's pitching with the wind blowing out at Wrigley, and Paul Goldschmidt had the day off the day before. Like, what if that? What if you see something like that? You just say, you know what? I just feel like betting. I don't know. Three or four times. <laughs> it's like, is that? Is, can you? Can you? You can still do that, or is that? Does it? Is that? Is that? My wife calls that the extra money. Like when I put her on a budget one time, it was like she. It was like she would go over her budget, and then there's the extra money, which is basically the money, right? It's like the bank account. It's like where did you get? I was like, how did you get this? Oh, the extra money. It's like what? The whole idea of the budget, you know. <laughs> I was gonna say, if you're a Twitter capper, you know, and you you go 100% on the season, then you can increase. And you know, if you're going 100% on the season, you could probably increase a couple times throughout the season as well. But you know, that that's that's that. But um, I'm just so, I'm yeah, just yeah, so yeah, confused I, I like by the rate, 5% bet. I don't I get like it. To, I like to rate all my plays the same when I put them out. Uh, but again, me myself, uh, no, I, I definitely like the, if, I, if there's a play I like better, I'll definitely bet it more than other plays for sure. Do you do 5%? You're going to say 5%. I mean, like, you ever like break out the calculator and say, well, you know, I know it's an odd number, but it's 5%. Depends who's asking. No, uh, uh, no, I, uh, I don't know. I don't really, uh, 
really calculate it like that, no. All right. I'm just trying to figure this out. I've been trying to figure this out for a long time. Very few people actually have answers on this thing. It's just surprising, um, you know. So I don't know. If, if someone has an answer out there, I would appreciate it. Um, I personally don't get it. So um, I don't know. 5% of what is really the question. Anyways, we're going to go to our other format where basically each capper comes in. They're going to talk about, we, ha- we don't have that many people with us, so we can go a game or two games or whatever the case may be. And we'll give everyone, you know, five or 10 minutes to talk about whatever they want to talk about and, uh, and all that kind of good stuff. So we're going to start it off with Chris Ruffalo. Then we're going to do, I think El Nino said he had to go. Then Rod, who's deathly ill. Then we'll go, you know. Jovan and uh, Ron can uh, do scissors, paper, rock and decide who wants to go. But uh, anyways, and if anyone else shows up, well, they're welcome to join us as well. I know Jay Briggs wanted to be here. He's on the road and he, he the old, I thought I was going to have a good internet connection. I don't even make a hotel reservation unless I know they have a good one. <laughs> but uh, all right, let's put on Chris Ruflo. Chris, good morning. How's it going? I think I'm starting to figure it out. You know, what if what if five percent? Hear me out on this. What if five percent? Like, what if you're randomly it's a random Sunday and Miami beats Auburn in the in March Madness by like 19 points? What 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 does five percent become? <laughs> so like, you know, I tell this story all the time, right? I I went to Vegas and I didn't go to the ATM. I didn't go to anything because I have uh, I have on I have onshore bank account and they don't have the same bank in Hawaii. So I didn't have a chance to go to the bank yet, right? So I had $300 in my pocket. Ohio State was playing Iowa. I put 200 bucks or 150 bucks on Iowa on the money line. There were 22-point dogs, so I got plus 1,000 on the, on the bet. So I ended up, which was I guess was 50% of my bankroll, right, at the time. And then I took that, and then I put 100% of the bankroll on the next bet, which was Miami against Virginia Tech. A couple of crap games later, I was 30 grand in on Miami-Notre Dame, which was 100% of my bankroll once again. So it's like, wouldn't that 5% prevent you from the, from the big win? I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's I think I think it's just for people who want to sort of be regimented and just sort of or it sound like they know what they're doing. You think they? Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. You, you think because they're full of shit? You think that's part part of it? I, I said the S word. Sorry. <laughs> Potentially, I think worst things have ever, ever been said on YouTube. But uh, yeah, I, I. It's like one of those people that are just like they just talk generic facts about something just to make it sound like they know what they're talking about, and then. You ask them a specific question, and they and they kind of deflect from it. Yeah. I don't know. Brett Levine is super disrespectful. He doesn't want to hear your picks. He wants to know where Al McMordy is. You know, screw you for showing up, Chris. Let's talk about someone that's not. Let's talk about Al, who's <laughs> probably still sleeping and is you know will probably come on later on. You know, but screw you, Chris. Brett Levine doesn't care what you have to say. He just wants to know where Al is. Anyways. What do you got today? <laughs> For my game today. We're gonna go so di- it's just so disrespectful, you know, to talk about people that aren't here as opposed to people that are here working, you know? It's just, it's so disrespectful, man. It's just, I don't understand it. I never understood it. I still don't understand it. And um, you could buy Big Al's picks, it, you know. I, hopefully Big Al's coming. If he's not here today, he'll definitely be here tomorrow. And he's going to be doing our football show with us, with Boris, with Jay Briggs. And, um, but, uh, you know, um, he has his premium picks are there at the website for sure. I know he has his college football game of the month because we talked about it last week. It's the only day of college football in the month, and he's got his game of the month. Ironic. <laughs> I mean, I love that bit. <laughs> it's not factually incorrect, but no, but... Uh... Yeah, now for my game today, I'm going to go to the nightcap of the college football schedule. This one between uh, Nevada, well, one of the nightcaps, I should say, between Nevada and New Mexico State. And, uh, you know, Nevada, a ton of turnover. This team is absolutely gutted, has one of the worst returning production rates in all of college football. And some of that has to do with Jay Norville, you know, dashing for, for Colorado State. And now, you know, Ken Wilson comes in, you know, a, a familiar face, you know, throughout Nevada football over the years. And... He vowed to change up the the uh, the scheme for this Nevada offense, going from a pass-heavy team that had you know Carson Strong last year, Romeo Dobbs as your top receiver, and now you're going you're going to see a ton of run-heavy football from the Nevada Wolfpack. Toa Tao, one of the few returning pieces, 
and uh, key returning pieces from Nevada's roster last year. I think it's just going to be a complete switch up for the Wolfpack. They're, like I said, very run heavy, very, you know, possession oriented. And I think that's going to be the same thing here. On the other side, you're, you're going to see a, a, a New Mexico State team that, yes, we've talked about Jerry Kill taking over the job there, but uh, they still have a ton of turnover as well. It's going to take the uh, time for those pieces to sort of gel together. And I just see this as a, a very sloppy game, a game that's played the majority between the 20s, and I don't see this one getting up over 48 where this total's currently at. I think this one struggles to get to 40 points, let alone 48, so give me the under 48 New Mexico State and Nevada. I kind of like New Mexico State here with the points. I know that they haven't um, they haven't won in the underdog role in two and a half years. Um, 25 games in a row. Um, they've been beaten as a dog like a dog in a lot of those games too. Um, I don't know, man. It's kind of, uh, it, it's it's one of those ones. And like you said, in Nevada, there's changes too. You know, Nevada's had a lot of changes recently. Chris Alt was kind of like, was Nevada football. They were, The pistol was invented in Nevada. And um, that's all they ran. You know, Colin Kaepernick ran the pistol um, at Nevada. Um, you know, so... I don't know. I I, I I guess this is one of those games I, I don't have a bet on. And I'm as a fan, I'm rooting for Jerry Kill, you know. But uh, realistically, Nevada probably has more talent. But, like, you know, when we saw the guys come out last year, when Strong came out and stuff like that, they got backdoored a couple of times. Man, we made some yeah. good money on Nevada last year, didn't we? They had really good receivers. Any of those guys left over from last year as far as the receiving quarter? Uh, not the receiving, standing. Not the receiving core. I know Nate Cox, one of the quarterbacks for Nevada. You know, he was there last year. He backed up Carson Strong, but he's had some off-field issues. So I don't know if he's going to be uh, facing potentially a suspension today. I haven't confirmed that, but uh, I know she, we talked about this game, uh, I believe yesterday. And Shane Illingworth, you know, was a quarterback at Oklahoma State for a while. He came in, he didn't attend spring practices. So he's had a bit of a smaller time to really sort of get used to this system. And like I said, I, I just think with, with Ken Wilson taking over and him emphasizing sort of a run-first philosophy in Reno, I think this is, you know, like I said, just going to be a very run-heavy game. A lot of clock chewed up, and uh, yeah, I think it's, this is a game where the first to 24 wins this game. All right. Well, you got any other picks? Any, anything else you want to say for yourself while, you, while you're here? <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to do the, the whole dating profile? I enjoy long walks on the beach, sunsets, and betting against Dallas Keuchel. <laughs> <laughs> could, could be. Well, what are you could selling be. today at Pick Dogs? Uh, well, for me today, I got a couple things on the board. I got my uh, my $15 pickoff play. We uh, were in it nip and tuck yesterday, but the Cleveland Guardians just could not pull through. The baseball gods had other uh, other things in mind, but that just means we get to start a new streak today. really like that play today. That play is also part of my um, Saturday Slam Major League three-pack. It's going to go up very shortly. I also got a five-pack of uh, uh, football today. Four, my four best college football bets as well as my best NFL preseason bet for 50 bucks. Pick Dogs Premium or use that promo code AUG15. You can use it for something long-term or a daily pass, but uh, you're running out of time to use it, so make sure you take advantage of it. Yeah, I'll, someone's saying if Al can't wake up on time, he's out. I, I don't think so. I think I think if you knew like why he's sleeping because he's up all night pouring through his database and getting ready for college football, you know, and now with preseason winding down, you know, it's got NFL he's working on. It's like, I mean... He probably is working on next week's college football as well. But uh, anyways, Chris, thanks for joining us. We, of course, will see you tomorrow right here. Absolutely. I'll see you guys tomorrow. That brings up Rod Zawacki. We're going to switch it up because he's not feeling well. We'll have El Nino's next. Rod, how's it going? Mute myself. There can't, we go. We can't hear your phlegmy ass. Yes. What's I, up? I, had to un, I, I had to unmute myself. Sorry, I wasn't ready for you to. Uh, yeah, I switched it up. I actually put you up by accident, and, and I didn't. It was too late to change your back. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what happened. You know, disclaimer. But, uh, anyways, how's it going today? You ready for uh, today's action? You said you have one um, college football pick. I know you've had that up for a while. I guess it's. Is it your game of the week or game of the month? 
Game of the week. Well, I guess you could say it's the game of the month because it is the only one this month. But uh, it, I, I've got it up as my game of the week. It's my absolute game of the week. One I absolutely love on today's board. Um, there's a few that I actually do like other ones uh, that I've leaned that I've bet myself personally. Um, and I've also probably doubled or tripled that bet already. Well, uh, what would be, what would be one bet. of those that you're betting personally? Personally, um, one that I bet last season uh, that ended off the last season um, was uh, North Texas. I like North Texas here. I think they uh, come in and beat up on uh, UTEP. I, I think uh, the way North Texas runs the ball, they're uh, bringing back four uh, linemen from last season, and uh, they were fifth in the nation at uh, rushing the ball, uh, averaging uh, over 233 yards a game. And uh, returning four linemen again, I think that's what North Texas does. They love to pound the rock and run it. And, uh, and I think they can do that against UTEP. I know UTEP, uh, they, traditionally, they like uh, – they, 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 they can pass the ball, and they, they're returning their starting quarterback as well. Um, he's also returning uh, three receivers um, that he's got to throw to. But North Texas, uh, they're back seven on D. Uh, they're returning those back seven on D. And uh, I, they cover those guys and make it really tough for uh, UTEP to throw the ball here today. And um, I know North Texas on uh, the D line, they had to rebuild because they lost the Twins on the line there. They went to uh, UCLA. Um for me in that one. But uh, I think the rebuild there on the defensive line will be able to slow UTEP down, and uh, I think North Texas gets a win. So uh, that's one, another one that I meant. Bonus play. Take North uh, Texas. You know that um, North Texas actually, and, you know, I don't. I think that's one of the hardest games on the board, but North Texas has, has covered four in a row in the favorite role, which they have moved into the favorite role in this game. They've also won outright six in a row. And when you have a light spread like that, you know, so I, I think North Texas is a lot, team a lot of people are looking past. Like you said, they switched to the run last year midseason and were really, really yeah. tough to stop after they switched to a running team from being kind of that wide-open passing team. Meanwhile, UTEP is missing a couple pieces. I don't love their quarterback, but I don't think they're going to throw the ball either. I think both these teams are going to run all day. Run, I don't know. Run. It's, it's, it's going to be I one of those. Like I could see it going either way. I think that's one of the tougher games on the board. That's one that I'm not betting. It's one of the games I'm I like not. the under in that one too, just because, just like I said, both running, running, running the ball, run, run, run. I like the under there too. There's another one. Take the under. <laughs> North Texas and the under. And I don't see a whole lot of high scoring in that one. Well, that wasn't um, your pick that you had for the show, but we got a, a sque- we squoze a bonus out of you. Um, I know your pick was in Major League Baseball today. Two teams looking to make, well, one team in the playoffs, the other one looking to make it in. And um, another team, um, that is on a red hot streak in this situation that they're playing in. And that's the Orioles against the Astros. Yeah, you bet. And uh, how can you get off these Orioles? Uh, they've just been rolling along, and you're going to give me a, a nice plus money price here as well. Um, I know Dean Kramer, he's been uh, three and one in his last four starts, have been these Orioles. Um, Houston, they are five and one in uh, Quiddy's last six starts. So uh, we got a solid pitching match here between uh, these two in this one. So I would lead an under, but uh, for me, I'm going to take the Orioles. I can't pass up on this uh, big plus money. And the Orioles have won 11 straight versus the AL West. So uh, fire up that bandwagon. Let's continue to take the Orioles as they win a dozen straight against the AL West and uh, beat up on Houston. I don't want to lay one minus minus 170 or 180 with uh, Urquidy. I don't, I don't trust Urquidy that much. Uh, I think he can get touched. And I think uh, Baltimore can do it. We've seen him do it yesterday. Uh, and get themselves a win, and I think they continue and uh, get themselves a win here. You look at the Orioles, 11-2, and two, their last 13, when their opponent scores two runs or less in the previous game. They're also 13-3, and three, their last uh, 16 versus uh, the AL West. And like I said, 11 straight versus the AL West, let's take it. They're also 4-0, and oh, their last uh, four trips to Houston. So uh, let's take the Orioles. Nice plus money there. Yeah, we also, you know, the Orioles also 9-0 um, oh as run-line dogs. Um, against the AO West on top of all of that stuff. So even if you take the run line there, you're still at minus 150 range or even less than that. Um, all reasonable, right? Yeah, exactly. Because if they lose, I think they lose by one. So, But I'm not going to wear the safety training. I'm going to take the plus 150. I think they wear it out, right? Well, what do, you, what do you got for sale today? You know, we know you got your college football game of the week, game of the month, and you know if you hit them both, then you, then you could be undefeated this season in your game of the weekend, game of the month. 
Game of the month. <laughs> and game of the week. <laughs> Undefe- 100%. I, I mean, I don't write up my write-ups like that, but you see those cappers like, 100% angle, my game of the month. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you, you, yeah, well, you want to know. <laughs> it's like. Three over, pick that three minute pay. Yeah, I got that one. My uh, college football game of the week zero. You can pick that up by itself over at Pickstars Premium. Or I got a five pack today where uh, that's included uh, along with uh, two NFLX plays and two MLB plays as well. So uh, jump on board, grab that five pack. Uh, I think we're going to have a great day uh, in sports. Nice mixed bag. I, I'm excited about today's action. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, I think it's a great card all the way around. It's very much back-end loaded today. So it's like if you have stuff to do, get it all done in the morning and then, you know, kick back and, you know, kick back with, uh, I'm going to, I know I'll, I'll be loading up with coffee around, uh, around for the uh, four o'clock Eastern games. And just so I can, Because right. that's when, that's when most of it starts. So much action. It's there. like, yeah, and this is like, you know, I get into the, the thing with my wife as to why I should have five TVs on the living room wall because the iPad and the computers, you know, with the five t- with four TVs, I'm still I'm still short. I still need it. You're still see. short. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. still not. Yeah, it's not. It's not, not cutting. You, know? <laughs> you need you need a, you need a tic tac toe board where you got like nine going across. There. I actually you know, have. I actually good. the TV in the studio is actually on wheels and I can wheel it out. <laughs> I, do that. I didn't even think about that, but I actually will probably will end up doing that tonight. Wheeling that one out to you. <laughs> yeah, she's not going to like that, but such is life. Anyways, all right, Rod, well, we appreciate you joining us. We know that you're not feeling well, but uh, we will hopefully see you tomorrow. And, um, of course, we've got Al Ninos up next. Thanks for having me. And see everybody in the morning. Well, let me get Al Ninos all set up and ready to go as we do this. Let's see. Will, there he is. And... Al, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mitch. How's it going? It's going. It's college football Saturday. Everyone knows I'm absolutely stoked for it. So um, what's the good yeah, word? I'm excited. I'm sure you're uh, even more excited. But, yeah, I'm pretty pumped about the season, as I said. You know, uh, looking forward to it. Uh, new strategy. And, uh, as I said, uh, college football growing on me every season. So, uh, looking for it i got a few plays out there today actually so all right we know that you're normally a pro guy four o'clock games too yeah yeah (laughs) so it's like you're normally a pro guy so it's big for you here um yeah no definitely still uh, still more of a pro guy but um but uh definitely uh looking forward to these uh college seasons coming up well what do you got for everybody today as far as a free pick gonna be looking at the uh guardians um Getting the rematch against the Mariners here. Uh, tougher pitching matchup on paper at first glance, at least. But uh, when you uh, dig a little deeper, uh, you know, Luis Castillo here getting the start for the Mariners. He's having a good season. Uh, but coming off a pretty rough outing here against uh, the uh, A's of all teams. So if the A's can get uh, four runs off him in five innings, um, the Guardians at full strength sure can as well. Uh, I still think that... Um, Cleveland, uh, uh, again, if, if the Mariners uh, were uh, healthy, I think the Guardians still have the better lineup, although the Mariners putting a great season together themselves. Uh, no tie France in the lineup for them today, though, and I uh, think that might cost them a little bit here, at least uh, offensively, you know, and uh, gives the, the Guardians a chance to, to win here. Zach, please, Zach. Obviously uh, not in his best form here, not the greatest starter for the Guardians, but... I don't think he's that terrible either. He's coming off a pretty rough start himself, giving up four runs uh, to the Tigers. So, again, not the best team there either. But, uh, again, I think he might bounce back here against the Mariners and uh, and uh, have a decent enough outing to give uh, his team a chance to win. I think we have just uh, plenty of value here on the Guardians. That uh... And uh, also a couple other things are uh, Ahmed Rosario and Jose Ramirez uh, have hit uh, Castillo pretty well in the past. So... Uh, Expect them to have pretty good games too here today. Taking the Guardians on the money line. Nice. I, I think that, you know, for me, I think Castillo's just overbet at this point. He's a good pitcher. He's not a great pitcher. And I think, you know, 
people are giving him odds and you know in tough situations like he's a great pitcher an elite pitcher and he certainly is not in that category I thought that um, you know he pitched really well the first couple games as a member of the Mariners. Now teams starting to settle in against him, and him settling in too. Some of the adrenaline wearing off. I think you know he's a good pitcher. You know he's good. He's gonna you know he's gonna he's gonna be tough out there. But you know he's not the Grom or you know something like that. So certainly no. beatable. Yeah, I agree. You got any other picks, or um, you got anything for sale today? Uh, just real quick, uh, maybe another college football pick uh, would be uh, UNC uh, to cover that massive spread. Again, a bit too big uh, maybe to get on the premium side, but uh, a lot of people missing for uh, Florida A&M here. So, uh, so I think they take advantage of that and get their season uh, started off strong. You think it would have made a difference if those guys were playing for Florida a and I mean, I we know, see we're... them every year. They play Miami, Florida, and Florida State. Like They, they rotate around against those teams and um you know they never really seem to hold up too well against any of them we love their band um the rattlers um certainly you know when it comes to the band that they, they're gonna whip carolina's ass but um you know on the field i think they might be in some trouble fortunately yeah they don't get too many points for that on the scoreboard and uh yeah i mean we would have got a better number for sure but uh but again, I don't think. I mean, no, it's a, it was a pretty big line move. But again, for that many players missing, I, I I don't know if they can adjust enough. So it should be a big win here. All so right. Yeah. So what are you selling today? As I said, I got um I got well, a three pack. Uh, my alphabets are back uh, with my best bet in each sport from the uh, NFL, college football, and uh, baseball. Uh, I got a three-pack in baseball, three-pack college football, and then uh, just my NFL preseason play sold separately if you're just into that. So uh, depending on what you're looking for, again, your uh, best way to go if you want all the plays, definitely getting uh, one of those long-term uh, two-for-one capper specials. All right. Well, Al, thanks for joining us. We got Jovan next. Jovan, how's it going? What's going on, Mitch? I got your uh, parlay posted late. Sorry about that. Jovan sends me the parlays. I, get, I send them over to or the guys that post the videos, and it's like some days I got so much going on. It's like, I don't know. I Because I turn my phone off at night. That's the problem. So normally I get my text through the computer. I don't know how I missed it, but we did get it up there today. So if you're looking for Jovan's parlay, it's out there. I think you – was Dallas Keuchel involved in that parlay? some point oh yes he was <laughs> <laughs> so all right uh, the, so, the bum teaser the bum that is Dallas Keuchel teaser <laughs> there's, the, there's the teaser for the uh, parlay well we talked college football earlier in the show um, we've got major league baseball as well going on today I know you're locked and loaded on all of it week and a half away from NFL regular season what do you what do you got for us today yeah, we're going to talk about a preseason game. Um, we're going to go to Indianapolis where the Bucks are playing the Colts. And we're going to – all signs are on point to us seeing a Tom Brady sighting where he, um, you know, took a leave of absence. <laughs> Only the legends could do that, I guess, you know. So, yeah, um, he's back in the fold. He's probably going to get some – playing time, you know, knock the rust off a little bit, you know, work probably on um, three C three series. I mean, that's just my guess, my estimation based on what happened last last year in the same type of situation, dress rehearsal type of situation. You know, um uh, Coach Tarbos, he did say that if you know if um if you're not injured, then you're playing. So uh, I can only take him at his word for that. Um and the same thing on um, for Frank Wright. He said the same thing. So I believe the starters are going to play in this one. You know, a few series, if not, you know, the half. You know, in in that situation, um, I think the Bucks will have it. You know, as far as halftime, but you know, you look at a full game, and then the backups get on um, come into play, and it's a whole different situation. You have the backup um, for for um for the Bucks. Kyle Trask and he's not looking too good this um preseason. So, you know, I think um a backdoor um cover or at outright win could be in order for the Colts in this situation, you know, um with the backups that they have, who I think are, you know, all in all better than um what Tampa Bay's gonna put on put on the field. So 
I would take the Bucks. Um, you know, the line went down, went down from five and a half to three. Now it looks like in some spots it's back up to three and a half. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. I'm not really a line move move on um, moving guy. You know, for the most part, some situations it, it has some has some weight to it. But yeah, I'm on the Colts. Yeah, the the Colts have never been really all that good to me, and you know Frank Reich especially. And as my wife um, said last year, um, very, most famously um, when she was out walking the dog after the Colts Jets game, um, this is exactly what she said. This was her imitating me watching a Colts game. That Colts. Coach, I just knew we were going to win. It's going to be the worst beat I've ever had. <laughs> That's pretty much me watching a Colts game. Frank Reich, it's like he goes into the prevent. They did come up with the interception, though, in that game to get the cover and the win. So, I don't know. I trust him about as far as I could throw him. I think Todd Bowles is a, one of those guys who's a great coordinator. Um, but as a head coach, he has come up short in all the opportunities that he's had. So, um little bit of you know chance for retribution here he's got certainly this is probably the best team he's ever been given certainly better than the team he had in miami and arizona and um you know i think he's with the jets too right definitely with the jets (laughs) so you know he's this is the best team he's been given but um i don't know this guy it just seems he's one of those guys just like one of the best coordinators and then you know he, he goes to become a head coach it just hasn't worked out but we've had other guys where haven't looked good from the coordinator role the first chance of becoming a head coach and then you know they later on down the road oh bill belichick one of them right after that disaster in cleveland but um anyways what do you got for sale today now, I got a, um, a bunch of packages on, on for sale at the website. First things first, college football. Got a three-pack there. Also have those individually sold. Then I have two baseball plays individually sold uh, for 1999. The three-pack for the um, for college football that's 39.99. And uh, also have a three-pack in uh, week three of the preseason games for NFL. So, you know. I no no um individual plays off for that um as of right now so you know got a lot on the um on my plate for Saturday looking to um you know run it up on the books. All right, well thanks for joining us. Of course we will see you tomorrow as um we will we'll have week zero will be in the books. We'll be back to baseball, the last two NFL preseason games of the year, um and then we'll be less than a week away from big time college football. We'll see you tomorrow. Absolutely. I'll see you then. Got Ron Romanelli up next. Big Al showed up in the uh, green room. Ron was like, oh, come on, just put me next. But um, he didn't say anything, actually. He didn't care one way or another. I was going to save him for last because I had a lot of questions for him. But anyways, uh, Ron, welcome to the show. Hey, Mitch, how you doing? I'm doing great. College football, week zero, even, um, you know, week zero, you know, it's usually not a great week, you know, week zero. And I think this is one of the better week zeros that we've had, you know? Yeah. I mean, some people are saying, oh, week zero is not as good this year. I think this is the best week zero we've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to see the the big name teams in week zero, but I think there's some games that not only have some value, but I think they're going to be fun to watch as well. I mean, there's some games that have potential bigger upsets. Some, and I think overall, even the uh, FBS versus FCS games, a couple of teams that may be a little nervous. I, I think uh, Florida State obviously going to win the game, but I think it might be a little bit closer than what that spread suggests. So uh, there should be some good games here, Week Zero. So how about this? Um, you know, it, the game that's in Dublin being a Week Zero game. So instead of just traveling to Hawaii, qualifying you, qualifying you for Week Zero, uh, an international game now. And yeah. is this the shape of things to come for college football with these international? games um, trying to make college football more of an international game because college football is not an international game (laughs) well the nfl is somewhat becoming an international game while the nba is a very international game nhl very international game baseball yes right world baseball classic um you know more popular in in south america than europe but you know in asia as well but um you know, college football, not so much. <laughs> you well, know, it's not so yeah, much. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of school pride and 
Um, you know, that comes with being in the schools in America. But, you know, I, I think uh, it's a step. I think they're going to roll with it. I think it is going to be something, the start of something new with college football trying to uh, go out internationally. But I, I don't know if I, I don't know if it'll be as successful as they think. Uh, let's just say that. I, I don't think a week zero game in Dublin is really going to turn everything up with Nebraska and Northwestern. But <laughs> uh, we'll see what the future lies. Yeah, you know, going with Notre Dame, you know, several times in Dublin yeah. um, was was you know the approach that they went with before. But I think nobody sees Notre Dame as Irish except for Notre Dame themselves, and maybe the New York, uh, Greater New York City area, um, sees them as an actual Irish teammate just because their name is Irish. I I, I yeah. doubt many of the players actually are. Um, but the no. thing is, is um, you know you, you you look at you know some of these other teams, and you know I think it's kind of like the cornfield game. Um, you know, we didn't even know that happened this year. You know, I like, I mean, I, I'm going to guess most people didn't know this game was in Dublin until yesterday and until, um, and if it wasn't a week zero game and kind of in this spot, I don't think anyone would even care or even know yeah. <laughs> at all. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's part of it here. Um, also, you know, major league baseball, we're in that time of the year. I, you know, I looked at the division races this morning Real in the wild card races, really four teams in each side. Now it's down to about four teams on each side, maybe five. Um, it would take a big run by by that fifth place team. Um, it would take a collapse by one of the top three, and even that chaser. The problem is is the number of teams you have to jump. Right, that's always yeah. that's always yeah. the problem. So I've been I've been a Philly hater, right for for a very long time and usually because they have no heart or guts. But the thing is this year's team since the Girardi firing has shown heart and guts, but even more importantly, what has separated them here from some of the chasers is they are winning the games they're supposed to win in these winnable spots. They drew the Reds and the Pirates here. They're taking care of business against the Reds and yep. the Pirates. Meanwhile, the Brewers, what have they lost? 10 games to the Cubs this season? Yeah, yeah. They've struggled against the weaker teams. They they took care of business against the Pirates, but I mean you can't lose a game, especially in extra innings, to the Cubs when you have the far better bullpen. So, uh, but the Brewers' schedule, if you look at their next few series, it's definitely right in front of them. I mean they've got the Cubs a couple more games this weekend. Then you get the Pittsburgh Pirates at home. You go to Arizona. You go to Coors Field. Uh, so so below 500 teams there. You play the Giants at home. We know the Giants are struggling. The Reds at home. So you've got a bunch of under 500 teams right in front of you. That's your chance. If you don't, if you don't get into the wild card spot, you're only two and a half games out right now. If you're not there by then, by the end of that Red series, uh, it's not going to happen because then you got the Cardinals, the Yankees, the Mets, the Cardinals again. So uh, you know, this is the Brewers. These next few weeks are crucial for this team. Do any of these wild card teams, except for the Atlanta Braves, have any chance to do anything? I don't see the Phillies winning a game in the postseason. You know, <laughs> I don't see it happening. I mean, I. I've let, you know, a lot of the Phillies things go, but I don't see one matchup. Like, you look at the playoff teams, and right? You look at not just the lineups that these guys have and, the, and how they're hitting going into the, into the late season, but even starting rotation. You know, I can't see a series where the Phillies would have an edge over any of the teams that are ahead of them. The Braves, yeah. the Mets, the, the Cardinals, the Dodgers. I don't see where they would have an edge in one game, in one matchup, against any of those teams you think we got too many playoff teams um well i do i do think that when you ex expand the playoffs you're going to have some teams who just have no chance i think the phillies it's important in a, in a playoff series to have three trustworthy starting pitchers and i really only think that aaron nola is that only trustworthy and he even he can be inconsistent at times but he's but he's gonna have to go against the grom or he's gonna have to go against one of those braves have like yeah. four guys that are all equal up there at yeah, top especially right right when and soroka comes back so yeah you know with the mets have the one of the better rotations even um you know I, that's why i worry about the padres is it like joe musgrove is struggling right now you darvish has been hit or miss so uh, even though these guys are big on paper, if they're you know you have to have three strong starters for every deep postseason run. You look at those teams; they've had three starters that they could roll out on two days, three days rest, and sometimes even out of the bullpen. We see guys like Kershaw and Bumgarner come out of the bullpen. So I just don't think the depth is there in the Phillies rotation right now. How about Jake Odorizzi coming out of the bullpen? I think I think personally, 
I think you put him in like a Matt Moore spot. I think he's another guy like that, that he's at the point in his career. You use him the way the Rangers use Matt Moore, have him pitch the eighth inning like a setup guy, seventh yeah. inning, eighth inning. He can throw heat for three batters. I mean, Jake Odorizzi oh, yeah. can still throw 155 miles an hour to three guys, you know. He can still throw I mean, that. look at Colin McHugh for – Example, he was struggling so much last year as a starter. Now he's been one of the top relievers for the Braves this season. He goes in and gets like two innings of work. So um, I definitely think that, that would be an option for the Braves, and it would only help one of the better bullpens already. They have a, a loaded bullpen, so not a bad decision for the playoff. Actually. Yeah, I just think that it's. I just think that you know the, the you could have an ult, ultimate of of the pitchers that are playing now. You could really put together like an all time bullpen game. You know, if you oh, just, oh if you, it's yeah. like put Blake Snell with Oda Rizzi and a couple of these other guys. You know, from, you know you, these guys. Each of them would pitch an inning or two. You know, it's like you'd be great. You know, but outside yeah. of that, it's like oh boy, you know, could be could, especially when you get rid of. The uh, the rule the new rule a couple of years ago where you have to face three batters pitchers like Odorizzi that can go deeper and you know you get rid of those lefty and righty specialists that only can get one batter guys like Odorizzi and McHugh could be valuable in that relief spot getting two innings of work so well you can thank uh, these are probably both before your time when this happened but you could thank Lou Pinella and Tony Larusa for destroying the game in that way uh, but I know Pinella days but oh man. In Cincinnati, it was like, oh my God. It's like, in <laughs> LaRusa, I mean, it was gruesome, you know, and Wilson Contreras for the mound visits. I mean, yeah, my, yeah. My God. I mean, you know, it's, it, thank, thankfully they put a limit on that. He would, he would still be at the mound, you know. I know. All right. Well, what do you got for us today, Ron, as far as free picks? Well, I was going to talk about that North Texas uh, UTEP game, but we already mentioned it. Did you just talk about a different game? You can if you like. It's it's your show. It's my show, you say, huh? All right. Well, then I'm just going to talk about me. No, um, <laughs> that's fine. I think I think actually a lot of our audience would like that, except for the guy who put up that comment the other day. Let me see if I can find it. <laughs> oh, no. It is. It is here. It says, "This is why I would like to watch your channel because they make dumbass picks, especially you, Ron." And then the same guy says, "I like to watch your channel because I know they make dumbass picks, especially you, Mitch." He can't make up his mind, but it's all right. We'll, we'll get him. We'll, we'll we'll get him to make that decision pretty soon. But I'll, I'll talk about that UTEP game. I, I know Rod was on the other side of where I'm leaning. I'm, I like UTEP here, um, plus the two points I'm now seeing. And the, the line's been moving a little bit in the opposite direction, but I still like the home team here in UTEP. You know, they bring back Gavin Hardison, solid quarterback, 56% completion. Uh, you know, three, uh, above 3,000 passing yards. So they can move the ball through the air. They also bring back their starting running back from last season, uh, Ronald Awad, and 5.3 yards per carry last year on the ground. So he didn't get a ton of attempts, but when he did, he was very efficient on the ground. And I think UTEP's going to be able to move the ball. On the other side, North Texas, we're used to seeing them as more of a pass-heavy offense, but last year that wasn't the case. They ran the ball about 55, 60 times per game, and they had success with that. But I do think you're going to see a completely different offense this year from North Texas. I, I do believe that they trust in Austin Ayun, although he didn't have the best numbers last year. Uh, Passing-wise, I, I do believe that he is their guy this season, and I think they're going to be opening up the passing game for him more often this year. But I just don't know if it's going to be successful in this game. UTEP has a very strong defense. We saw last year they held opponents to under four yards per carry overall in the season. Plenty of games where they held their opponents, even in Conference USA play, to under, under 300 yards total. So this is a strong defense. They returned plenty of starters on both sides of the ball, eight starters on defense. And when you look at the home team in this series, they have dominated against the spread. Even though UTEP overall hasn't played well in this series, they've been rebuilding for quite some time under Dimmel. But the home team is, I believe, 8-1 and one against the spread in the last nine games in this series, including six straight covers. So with being a home game here, UTEP, I believe they have a sellout crowd in this. And this stadium gets big. I think it's 50,000 capacity. So should be a pretty intimidating uh, environment for the North Texas offense. And I, I think UTEP takes it outright, but I'll take the two points just in case. Well, UTEP goes to Norman, Oklahoma next week for Will Venable's first game as Oklahoma head coach and first home game as head coach of the Sooners as well. So uh, if they can't get off to the win here, then, uh, you know, uh, could be an 0-2 oh, start. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it, it could be. I'm not, you know, not going to 
say that it, that it will be. You know, some of the interesting uh, trends surrounding this game is, you know, North Texas has won outright six times in a row as favorites, and it is one of those light line games that cover the spread um, their last four as well. But uh, I just thought this was one of the tougher games on the board. I just really did. I think both teams, you know, can run the football. So Yeah, it should be close, but when you've got a game like that, I'd rather have the points with the home team. Doesn't UTEP have, like, one of the best defensive ends in the country, like, on that team? I believe they do. Well, I'm not sure about in the country, but I think in the conference, definitely. Well, if you're the best in the conference, you're one of the best in the country. Is oh, the there way you that, go. Is the way that it generally works. Anyways, what do you, you got any other picks or you want to? Um, no other picks. I mean, I, I was, this is, you know, like you were mentioning before, I, I was texting you yesterday. This is a type of card where I'd either go all in or just pass on the court <laughs> altogether. I just, I'm like, I, I I'm like all the in. games, I'm but I'm also I'm kind of in. hesitant because it is week zero. So, yeah, I'm, um, I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm all in. <laughs> He's all in. Push I'm the chips in. in the middle for me. Yeah, whatever. I'm all in. I mean, yeah, if I have to reload, I got to reload, but I'm all in. Anyways, yeah. what are you selling today at Pick Dogs? Yep, I got my uh, MLB best bet, Ron's Rundown, MLB best bet. We won four of those in a row. Really doing well with those this season, so you can check that out. And uh, for long-term subscribers, I've got my college football plays. i got two plays for week zero. Uh, one of those an FBS game, the other one an FCS game. But it's on ESPN, so still a pretty big game overall. So you can check out those packages on Pick Dogs Premium. All right. Well, like I promised, I did not go into uh, Rodriguez's con- contract situation. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so uh, just because the day of the working man seeing a, seeing a game for the Seattle Mariners live has left town. Um, and uh, don't even think about buying a hot dog or parking. Anyways, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow or next week. Which one? I believe tomorrow. I'll see you guys tomorrow. All right. Got a full Major League Baseball card for you, so we'll uh, just find Big Al's thing here, and we will get him rolling next. All right, Ron, thanks for joining us. Good luck, everybody. See you tomorrow. All right, last but not least, we got Big Al here. Someone asked for Big Al earlier. They said, where's Big Al? I said, he's probably still sleeping, but he might be here later. <laughs> that was my answer. And then someone said, so then there was other comments, and I said, well, um, I'm sure the people that have his picks would appreciate why he's sleeping. So oh. we had some back and forth on it. You know how people are. It's like if you, if you give them something for free, they want more. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm in Los Angeles. I have to sleep sometime, right? So. Exactly. But um, it is week zero, you know, of college football. I know you have one play out there, but is it a week, you know, is it do you, the first week and weeks of college football, do you sit back or do you say, you know I what, do. we only have X amount of weeks to work with no. here in college football? I mean, I mean, you know me, I mean, in, in, in week eight, I could have 14 plays on a Saturday for me. And I, it's a pet peeve of mine. I call this week one. I call next week. It'll be week one for those teams too. But um, yeah, for me, the first game of the season, you know, I'll have very few plays this week or next week. Same thing really in the NFL. Um, I, I usually wait till week two uh, before I give out a lot of games. But there are certain situations I do look for in week one. Um, but so in your circa contest, do you let Scott do the picks for week one or do you guys? No, I mean, Scott's sort of like me and his, uh, approach to this. We both hate week one. <laughs> you know, so for, you know, if, it, if, it, if we, if we had our druthers, the circuit contest would start in week two, you know, that's so really not a bad idea. They should do that. Well, you're, or, or what they should do is they should let you buy in. Like after you torpedo week one, <laughs> they should let you buy in again in week two. <laughs> Rebuy. <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, but you know, it is what it is. So um, it's just people notice it more for football because there's so few weeks. I actually, in baseball, I kind of do the same thing. I think I passed the first 15 or 16 days of this current baseball season because I wanted to get some data. You know, again, it's 10% of the games. You know, people I think, probably- I think college sports have gotten really, really difficult because of the transfers, the transfers in and the, the transfers out. Um, you know, just create a whole new dynamic here um just mass exodus or mass you know going the other way i mean look at usc you know with just star players going in it's not just guys that you know the first time in the transfer portal it was guys that couldn't start or fifth year seniors you know now it's like 
you could be the starting All-American players. I mean, you know, Georgia Tech, their, their star running back transferring to Alabama. You had the Pitt wide receiver, the, the award winner, right? The Bolitnikoff award winner transfers to USC. What, he didn't, he wasn't going to get drafted high enough as the Bolitnikoff award winner from Pitt? Like, they haven't had, you know, all worldwide receivers in the NFL like Larry Fitzgerald or something? Wasn't good enough. I, I don't. I don't understand what the premise is and, and why you're allowed to do that when you you know you've made a you know. I don't know. I guess any. I guess the. I guess the argument is, if you're a student, and you want to. If you're a med student, you want to transfer. You can transfer, right? Right. But they don't accept right. all your credits. You know, they, they might not take all your credits. That's their side. No. Yeah. So a whole new world. Anyway, um, I tell you what. One of the games I want to talk about today. And I, I missed the early stuff, so I hope no one has talked about it. Has anyone talked about the uh, Washington-Baltimore football game? No, no one has talked about the Ravens-Commanders as the Ravens go to run the uh, table once again in the preseason. <laughs> I mean, what, you know, now that, you know, they're, they're, I mean, everyone knows they've won 22 in a row uh, straight up. Going back even further, they're 25-4-1 and one, their last 30, uh, you know, games, you know, in their stretch where they've won 22 in a row, they're 18 and two ATS with, you know, one game off the board and then, you know, one push. But, um, you know, here's a trivia question for you. You know, they're favored by six and a half points uh, tonight at home against the, uh, I'm going to call them the Redskins, I'm not allowed. Um, can, uh, how many times have they been favored by more than six points in this 30 game stretch? Oh, I'm going to guess in preseason, not much. Zero. Zero, yeah. You know, so that, that, that's really the key for me in this game is, you know, if you take a look at how Baltimore, even though they've gone 25-4-1 and one ATS their last 30, how would they have done if they were favored by six and a half points in each of those 30 games? They would be 17-13. and 13. So that kind of just takes all the value out of the Ravens or virtually all of the value out of it. And, you know, you take a look at what Washington has done this year. They're 0-2, you know, straight up in ATS. Baltimore is 2-0. and uh, straight up in ATS. But when you take a look at how winless underdogs in the preseason do, if they're getting more than three points in the game, they're 70% ATS since 1983. If they're playing a team that's unbeaten straight up and uh, unbeaten ATS as well. So that, that's really the situation here. It's just a value play. And I, you know, I bow down my head to uh, you know, what Baltimore's done, but it's just too many points for a preseason game. Would you, would you put, um, well, you don't parlay, but, if you if you did, would you put money line Ravens in a parlay and still take the points going the other way, or just you think the no, streak? I, mean, I think I, today's I, the I'm day. Not, I'm not betting against myself. I'm just going to take the six and a half points. You know, if I lose, I lose. But I mean, it's you know, it's I mean, and again, it's just a, it's a preseason game. It's um, it's it's one of the but, last preseason games too. Thank you. Yeah, so anyway, I like I like the commanders. I've got to try to get into these new nicknames. I, I like the commanders plus points. The commanders. Stupidest name. Yeah, they should have gone with Eskimos. I really like that. <laughs> There's a lot of names. They should, they should have gone anything but. Yeah, commanders is a cop out. But um, anything else you like today, or you have? I know you have yeah, a college I, football I, game of the month. Yeah, and I've got my NFL preseason game of the year as well. I decided to finally have the preseason game this season. It's my first one. Preseason um, game of the year, college football game of the week, and game of the month. So if you hit that, yeah. then you'll be, they'll have a hundred percent angle next time. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I, there's a there's a baseball situation I do like today. It's a bounce back for the Houston Astros after their shutout loss uh, two nothing yesterday to the. Orioles, you've got uh, Dean Kramer going up against Jose Urquidy, and Urquidy's just been great in his career. When uh, Houston's been installed as a favorite with him on the mound, they're thirty-one and thirteen, so that bodes well. Houston also does exceptionally well off shutout losses, six and one this year, thirteen and five the last um, three years. And then when you take a look at how Kramer has done. You know, when the Orioles are installed as an underdog of plus win 150 or more, the Orioles have gone 2-10 and 10 in his career. So I like Houston to bounce back today. Should see the price around minus 180. I think it's definitely worth laying. Orioles 11-0 and 0 against the American League West and 9-0 and 0 as run-line dogs. And make that 11-1 and 9-1. and 1. <laughs> So you don't think Correct. they even cover the run-line as dog? Either. No, I think Houston blows the shit out of them today. <laughs> well, what do you got for sale today? We know you got your college football one and zero. Oh, oh, your hundred—it's a hundred percent angle. 
I've got my college football game of the month, um, or you can call it my college football game of the week. It's the only game in August. I've got my uh, NFL preseason game of the year. Um, last year, we cashed our NFL preseason game of the year on the Giants plus the points against the Browns. And I've got two baseball plays, 34 and 19, my last 53. We cashed the Padres last night. I've got a daytime winner in baseball and a nighttime winner. And you can also get Al's weekly, yearly season passes, all that kind of good stuff. You get all those picks, which is always the best deal. Yeah, but, yeah I've had a lot of success over the years. So um, I've won 22 of the past 30 years in college and pro football combined, won 22 of the past 30 years in NBA and college basketball combined. I've won the last 10 years in a row uh, in the NFL alone. I uh, had a, actually a better year in college football last year than the NFL, but I won in both of them. So... Yeah, the best deal is just to join for, you know, 52 weeks and get everything I've got. All right. Well, we've got, uh, you know, a lot of good cappers today. No one's left in the green room. So we're going to wrap it up for today. Of course, we'll be back tomorrow as we are every day at about 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, of course, next week here, next Saturday, we're going to have a lot of college football games to cover and there'll still be baseball and everything else going on, too. So thanks, everyone, for joining us. Make it a winning day. We appreciate each and every one of you.